This episode contains several commercial messages about the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Now, I, I must say at the very beginning of this, you know me by now. I do not support the self-improvement message. I think Robert Greene is a complete corporate f***ing shill, and I think his books are a massive travesty towards any quality of self-improvement. I think he's a troll. This episode is called The 48 Laws of Christmas Power. Please do not get me mistaken. Robert Greene is a corporate f***ing shill. I mean, he made a book with 50 cents. You know, it, it it doesn't it doesn't get much more corporate than that, does it? Anyway. Hello. Good evening. This is the Wednesday audio. Welcome. Welcome. Salute. I think that's a foreign word, isn't it? Salute. Welcome. It is currently 26 minutes to 2 hours to 1 full moon before the half moon before bad moon rising is played on the jukebox on Wednesday the 22nd of December 2021. Yes, it is of course Wednesday once again and today, you know what, today it's special because it's the 22nd of December which means it's nearly Christmas which means this is probably going to be the last episode I make for a week and a bit. You know, until the next Wednesday comes down to it. It's not that special, is it? Um, here's a joke about Nickelback. Just had to get that in there. Thank you very much. This is formerly the 201th most popular podcast in the improv section on Apple Podcasts. According to Carlos, it is a podcast about Wednesdays, released on a Wednesday, recorded on a Wednesday, and fighting for the cause to improve Wednesdays all around the globe. Yes. Oh, I, I've got... Um... Hello, welcome to the Wednesday Audio. This is Craig Burgess. Please hit smash like, subscribe. Thank you very much. Oh, actually, by the way, thank you for the reviews. I'm being sincere again. I'd better, uh, better stop that. Properly fuck off. I think we'll just go into straight into the show news because I've got a big juicy, I mean like a really big juicy bit for you today. And it's going to take some time to get through it. So I don't want to fill up the show with pointless shit like I usually do. We've got serious business to get down to today. We've got the actual and we haven't got many listener missives, so we're going to get straight to it. But before we get to that, we've got the show news, as always. We are out of Great Britain in the improv section. Again, thank God. We are out of Australia improv section on Apple Podcasts. Thank God. The rankings are going down, which is exactly what we want to see. We're 184st in the Netherlands at the minute. We are 86th in the Switzerland, and that still continues the Switzerland debacle. Yes, and we're still 47 in Czech Republic, which I think is is just down to Vita. That's just somebody who listens. Hello, Vita. 
Anyway, um, I've, I've, I think we're done. What, what else have we got to say? That's show news over. Are we going at, we're going at a rate clip tonight, aren't we? That's how I'd say we are moving very quickly in a Yorkshire accent. We're going at a rate clip. Yorkshire mentality, if you like. Um, yeah, let's move on. We're getting through this quickly tonight, by the way, as I mentioned. We've got to go at a pace because we've got a lot of things to get through. We've got the 48 laws of Christmas power to get through, so let's carry on. So each week I ask you to send me messages. I ask you to send me things I would like to say on the show, and that means I take the piss out of them. Actually, got a message from Rich. He said, I have finally listened to your Wednesday audio podcast. Did you start smoking pot and not tell me? Drugs. Couldn't possibly comment. Um, I also got a comment from Jill, and she said, condensed is not in the banned words bin, but thread is. So she said, if you're actually considering tossing condensed into the banned words bin, I would humbly request that condensed milk be excused because it's an essential ingredient in flapjack. That's not what I meant to do. That's not what was meant to happen. This is what was meant to happen just then. We're waiting on the bacon. I did that. That sounds like we're going on a merry-go-round, doesn't it? Anyway. Stop about Craig. We've got things to do. Um, next message. Dawson said... Unpunchable. Thanks. He clarified later on after that, saying that's how you say unpunctual in a Yorkshire accent. I don't think it is, Dawson. When I say unpunctual, it doesn't sound like unpunchable. This is unpunchable. This is unpunctual. Bearing in mind, I don't think unpunctual is even a word. It's got, it makes minimum sense. Unpunctual. Unpunchable. Unpunctual. Unpunchable. Unpunctual. I'm getting confused now. And that's it. That's it for this week. I haven't got any other things to add with the listener missives. Um, your listener missives were short and brief and correct. It's like you knew that a Christmas special was coming up. So let, let's just get rid of that and let's just swiftly and quickly and violently move straight on to the band words bin. So the ban words bin, each week I ask you to send me words and I put them into a fictional bin of my creation and once the words go in the bin, they're never mentioned again and that means that I have to ban them like this. So we've had things go in there as as stuff like value and content, which is all present and correct, they should definitely be in there. But this week, we got one from Mike, or two specifically. And he said, I submit two words to the band words bin. By the way, he spelt band as in a musical band. I'll put that aside. He said he wants productivity 
and hack to go in there. But what he said after that is that he said, that means that productivity hack can never be uttered on the podcast again. So if we ban both productivity and hack, we get in a two for one deal here. And I didn't even think about this, but it's absolute genius, Mike. So thank you very much for that. So productivity is now in the ban words bin, along with hack, which means that productivity hack can never be uttered again on this podcast, thus becoming the ultimate productivity hack to rule all productivity hacks. So whenever productivity hacks are further mentioned on this podcast, or indeed on Twitter, or in threads, or in any other content or value, productivity hacks will never be mentioned again, and that is exactly how we like it. And furthermore, the basic bitch... The basic bitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's become the basic bitch now. It's not any old basic bitch. It's not a basic bitch, basic bitch. It's the basic bitch. And it's never in the band words bin. And it's never going in there. Oh, God, I've got to find some new music for that, Anna. What should we do next? Oh, yeah, I've got a new section. I've got a new bit for tonight. A rate bit. And this bit is called, I wouldn't say. So, well, let me, let me cue up the intro music. I wouldn't say is a section where I tell you things that I definitely, absolutely wouldn't say, just so you know that I would never say them. So as as an example, well, we'll just go straight into it. It's not an example. I wouldn't say Atomic Habits is not a book worth reading. I definitely would never say that. I also definitely would never say that most nonfiction books aren't even book-like enough to be considered an actual book. I definitely wouldn't say that. And I don't think, I definitely wouldn't say this either. I wouldn't say that the entire self-improvement movement is a sham perpetuated to just sell books and reinforced by shite then on Twitter and YouTube. I definitely wouldn't say something like that. And I think also I definitely wouldn't say that the whole point of a self-improvement book is for it to be published and then put on a shelf in an airport bookstore for some halfwit in a suit to pretend to read it whilst on his flight, so he can hold the book up and go, yeah, look at me, look how intelligent I am. I definitely wouldn't say something like that. Those are the things that I wouldn't say this week. Yes, that actually means that Clear James is not here this week. James Claims isn't here. Gia Claims is not even here. Naval gazing is not even here because we have got a lot of actual content to get through, which we must move on to very quickly now. Yeah, Wednesdays. I've been speaking a lot these last few weeks about making statements and making art and actually going on a creative break and realizing what art is and what content and is and what value is and the whole stupidity of it all and i've been thinking a little bit more about this recently because i'm reading animal farm at the minute by george orwell 
And in the modern day now, when you think about making a critique of something, you go away and write an article. And it gets published in a, in a newsletter or in a newspaper, and it just critiques the thing. But that's boring, isn't it? It's just regular old content at the end of the day. It's a means to an end. Whereas it isn't art. Art is a statement, and art can also be a critique. And art is both of those things wrapped up in one, which is essentially what Animal Farm is. It's a critique of a way of living, of a way of life, of a political system. But George Orwell didn't go away and write a th- about it on Twitter. He didn't go away and make a YouTube video about the positives and negatives of a political system. He went away and wrote a book. He went away and made a piece of art. Instead of critiquing or making a shitty thread, he made art. And this week, for Christmas, we've got a very special piece of art. I present to you the 48 Laws of Christmas Power that was definitely written by Robert Greene. It wasn't written by me. AKA, The 48 Laws of Christmas Assholery. I think I'll stop this music. I need a, I need a punch. I need, uh, what, what have we got? Let's do. Oh no, that's not punchy, is it? Hello, internet. Eh, better. Um, what about this? Check on the bacon here. I think I'll go for that one. Not that one. This one. Right, so there's 48 of these to get through, so we're going to have to go at a, a rate clip, as I said before. So if you're not familiar with The 48 Laws of Christmas Power by Robert Greene, it was the book that he wrote after he wrote his seminal book, which was The 48 Laws of Power. Uh, and, it, you know, it's gone down in self-improvement history and blah, 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 blah. And one Christmas, Robert Greene decided to write a follow-up and you know you know the the book is essentially about being an arsehole and what better time to be an arsehole to everybody around you to spread christmas cheer than at christmas so he wrote this these these extra rules the 48 laws of christmas power that he released only to a select few i'm lucky to get a hold of these the, these are a draft version they might change when they they turn into a a full book which may or may not be happening soon so i just wanted to introduce you to the idea of the 48 laws of christmas power number one never outshine the christmas master number two never put too much trust in christmas friends but learn how to use christmas enemies number three Conceal your true Christmas intentions by wrapping them up neatly. Number four, always say less than necessary. I mean, there isn't much room on the card already, and it already says Merry Christmas on it, so you don't need to say much more than that. So always say less than necessary. Number five, so much depends on your reputation, so give a good Christmas present. Number six, Caught attention at all costs with the biggest, hugest Christmas present you can find. It doesn't matter if it's a meaningful one or anything. It just needs to be the biggest because you need to cart attention at all costs. Number seven, 
Get others to wrap your presents for you, buy your presents for you, and suggest present ideas for you, but then take all the credit and claim that no one else did it for you. Number eight, make other people come to you to pick up their Christmas presents. Never deliver their their Christmas presents to them. Never go to the house. Make them pick them up. Number nine, always win Christmas board games at Christmas, but never argue. Just win. Number ten, avoid the unhappy people at Christmas and just don't try to cheer them up. The unhappy people are a virus. Number eleven, learn to keep everyone dependent on your excellent Christmas gifts. Drugs. Number eleven, learn to keep everyone dependent on your excellent Christmas gifts. Drugs. Number eleven, learn to keep everyone dependent on your excellent Christmas gifts. Drugs. Number eleven, learn to keep everyone dependent on your excellent Christmas gifts. It's 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 a loop, isn't it? We're just repeating it over and over. This is what happens when you become dependent. Number 12, be selectively honest, but always use Christmas generosity to disarm them of this fact. So be dishonest, but be generous. It hides the dishonesty. Number 13, when asking for help at Christmas, always appeal to somebody's self-interest. Number 14, pose as a Christmas friend, but actually work as a spy. Number 15, crush your enemy's Christmas presents totally. Destroy everybody's presents apart from yours. Number 16. Use absence of your Christmas presents to increase both strength and honour. Number 17. Keep others independent. I'll say that again. Number 17. Keep others in suspended terror of your Christmas presents and cultivate an air of unpredictability. Your dad's oven? Number 19. Number 18. I'm cultivating an area of unpredictability. Number 18. Isolation is dangerous, so never build a Christmas fortress. Number 19. Know who you're dealing with, so don't offend the wrong person by telling them that their Christmas present is shit. But if they're the right person, make sure you offend them. See Law 17. Number 20, do not commit anyone and command respect of your Christmas presents. That one doesn't make sense, does it? But anyway. Number 21, play a sucker. Play a sucker and always seem dumber than you are at Christmas. Number 22, transform weakness into power. I don't fucking know. Number 23, concentrate your forces. Again, I haven't got a clue. Number 24, play the perfect courtier. I don't understand. Number 25, recreate yourself and master your own Christmas image. Number 26, always wash your hands a lot at Christmas. Keep your hands clean. Number 27, build a cult-like following in your Christmas presents. Good idea. Number 28, interaction with boldness at Christmas and always use a very thick pen. Number 29, plan all the way to the end of Christmas Day. Don't get caught short. Again. Number 30, make your accomplishments seem easy by saying, 
it was easy a lot of the time and just shrugging yeah number 31 control the options and get others to play the cards you deal them in all christmas board games alter the playing field you are playing number 32 play to people's fantasies but be careful with this one don't try it on anybody and watch out for mistletoe number 33 buy each man in the family a thumbscrew and make sure you discover it at some point during christmas day as it's your job to discover each man's thumbscrew number 34 be royal in your own fashion i don't know wear some bling and shit master the art of timing Number 36, disdain everyone else's presence that you cannot have. Call them shit. Ignoring them is the best revenge. Number 37, create compelling Christmas spectacles, especially big ones with glass in them that you can see through and put on your face. Number 38, think as you like, but behave like everyone else. 39, stir up waters to catch fish. I I, I don't know what Fisher's got to do with Christmas. Number 40, despise free lunch. Number 41, avoid stepping into a great man's shoes, especially if he's got big feet. Number 42, strike the shepherd and the shepherd will trample you. Number 43, work on the hearts and minds of others, but only if you're a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon, which is highly unlikely in this situation. Number 44, disarm and infuriate with the mirror effect. Effect mirror the with infuriate and disarm. 45, preach the need to change, but never reform too much at once. 46, never appear too prefect. Number 47, do not go past the mark you aimed for, especially if you're throwing a dart or other heavy blunt instruments. We don't want any death at Christmas. And finally, number 48, I think it's the most important one of the lot. Assume formlessness. Formlessnessness. Assume formlessnessness. Assume formlessness. Yes. Sorry. Yes. And that's it. Hello, Internet. That is Robert Greene's draft 48 Laws of Christmas Power. I guess the only thing left to say is have a good Christmas. Or, or, or have a shit Christmas. I don't really care. Um, you've listened to this now. I insincerely apologize. Merry Christmas. And there might be a Christmas treat for you. If you're sad enough to be listening to podcasts on Christmas Day, I do not apologize, but watch out. Something might get released. See you in a bit. Shark movie.